Hi, I'm Simon Hill, and you're watching Purebred Reds, Adelaide United Fan TV. Hi, I'm Daniel Mullen, former Adelaide United player and Asian Champions League winner with Western Sydney Wanderers. When it comes to any of my soccer needs, I do my shopping here at Soccer Locker. An Australian-owned and operated business, the store is located at Shop 5 of 181 to 183 Grange Road, Finden. Founded in 2017, Soccer Locker was introduced into the market to fulfil all the soccer-related needs of Australians, providing a huge range of quality clothing and equipment, ranging from soccer balls, team kits, goalkeeper gear, accessories, and much more. Recently arrived stock also includes stunning retro kits from some of our favourite past eras as fans of the world game. Soccer Locker is a specialist in Premier Range boots, Adidas and Puma, goalkeeper gear, and licensed merchandise. Visit us online at www.soccerlocker.com.au with free delivery Australia-wide. So get shopping now at our Finland store, open from 10am to 5.30pm from Monday to Friday, and open Saturdays from 9am to 3pm. G'day guys and welcome to the Purebred Reds, Adelaide United Fan TV. I'm your host, Ellis Gelios, coming to you tonight with a preview of our big game tonight against the Western Sydney Wanderers. And I'm joined by a man who clocked almost 70 games for Adelaide United, one of the great personalities in South Australia when it comes to all things football. He's been on the show a number of times now. It's his second appearance. He's also an Asian Champions League winner with Western Sydney Wanderers. Of course, our opponents on Thursday night. I welcome Daniel Mullen once again. Daniel, great to have you on the show. How are you? Thanks, Alice. Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. Very good. Great to uh, be with you once again, mate. Uh, you're in full swing again with the MPL. Campbelltown, they've uh, really arrested what was uh, a bit of a form slump leading into the season, but uh, very much back on track now, picking up some important wins in recent weeks. Uh, how have you been faring? Yeah, um, I've been uh, I've been faring well. Um, it's different to last year. Obviously, we haven't had the the uh, interruptions with with COVID. Fortunately, um, touch wood. Hopefully, nothing happens uh, in this state. But um, it's been the same start to the season that we've had for the last um, three years now. So obviously, coming off a uh, you know winning the championship again, um, every team comes out. Uh, looking to beat us, especially at the start of the season. Um, and I find it's almost like a grand final every game for the, almost the first half of the season. Um, and then after that, it seems to settle down a little bit. So uh, we haven't been playing bad football. We just haven't picked up results in the first couple of games. Um, so we've remained positive And fortunately, the last two games, we've got some good results and we're, we're back in there with the pack. Great stuff, and we'll talk more about all things Campbelltown and the uh, MPL competition here in South Australia towards the end of the show tonight. But uh, getting into things with Adelaide United, Western Sydney Wanderers, our opponents on Thursday night, it's do-or-die stuff, really, Daniel. Uh, of course, guys, catch the game on Fox Sports or KO Sports if you're not planning on attending tomorrow night to 7.05 p.m. kickoff. Regarding squad news, Tommy Urich is the big in uh, he will come in after a number of weeks that he spent on the sidelines. And we'll talk more about that as we get on. And of course, Daniel Mullen, uh, famously, you were his teammate during the Asian Champions League run back in 2014. But uh, to get into things tonight, Daniel, I've got to ask you, I'm getting a bit worried. Uh, it feels to me as though back a few weeks ago when we were in that really strong vein of form, 
clearly will counter attacking. Uh, will sitting back and and relying on people like Craig Goodwin, uh, Cassini, or Tommy Urich, whoever was starting as the nine. Ben Halloran, uh, Stefan Mork, skilled to uh, quickly transition us. It was working really, really well. I think we can all safely say that uh, for the last five or so weeks, we haven't been seeing that, and uh, it's been a case of teams just. Uh, parking it at times and being more than comfortable for us to have the ball, letting us dominate the ball and, and saying, come at us and see how you can break us down when we're not exposing ourselves. And it hasn't been great viewing, I've got to say. What, what are your thoughts on that? Have we been figured out? Uh, I think football is a funny game where um, confidence uh, can play a big part in a team's um, success or not. And I think if you look back, um, especially when Craig first came, he sort of injected a bit of a bit of confidence into the team. Um, and you can see that with the performances. Uh, yes, Adelaide were quite defensive um, and played a lot on the counter-attack, but they worked extremely hard. And when they, they found themselves getting opportunities, they took them. And then um, obviously, you know, taking those chances, uh, getting wins on the board, uh, it gives you that confidence. And then you go into the next game, um, you know, positive, optimistic. Um, at the moment, they've, you're right, they've hit a bit of a, a form slump um, that's obviously coincided with, with, not, uh, with not picking up many points. So confidence levels are, you can tell, are not as high. Um, chances are not being taken the way that they were previously. Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, there's, there's doubt. There's a little bit of doubt. Um, I think when... Uh, you do play in, in a certain way, in, in such a way that Adelaide do. They rely on a lot of hard work. Um, I think they're very well structured, a lot of hard work. Uh, you're not going to create, um, you know, 15 to 20 chances a game. So the, the chances that you do get, you need to you need to take. Um, and at the moment, that's been the difference so far. I think we've also seen that teams are sitting back now um, against, against Adelaide. Uh, there was one game, I think it was Wellington, when it was uh, a 0-0 draw. And they, they sat right back um, and let Adelaide have the ball. Um, and Adelaide couldn't break them down. So I know they, they found that quite frustrating. Um, and since then, I think that's probably been the start of their, um, their confidence slump, I'd say. Yeah, I agree with everything you've said, Daniel. Uh, we'll talk about Tommy Urich. Obviously, you played alongside him at Western Sydney. Uh, he's coming back into the team. It's been a bit of a strange few weeks with him uh, when he's been fit. Fans have almost been agitating against him playing and, and preferring the energy and youthful exuberance that Cassini Yangi has brought to the team. He, he was applauded, but it was because Cassini Yangi was coming on uh, when he was dragged a number of weeks ago now in one of those nil-all draws that we had, those back-to-back nil-alls. But uh, anyway, Cassini's injured. Tommy Urich is fit again. He's been named. Al Hassan Toure led the line against um, in the last game we played against Sydney wasn't particularly good. Uh, I think, you know, you've got to be fair and say that no one really shone in that game. But uh, Al-Hassan at times sort of looked a little bit disinterested. Is this now really the sort of final calling for Tommy Urich to, uh, to come in and make himself a bit of a hero? Yeah. Uh, firstly, I think Al-Hassan is a terrific player, a lot of potential, but I don't think he's a nine. Um, and I think that was pretty evident on the on the weekend. Uh, get him facing um, his defender and, and taking him, taking them on, you know, one v ones where he's facing facing the goal. I think is his uh, best position. Um, 
I think that Tommy, when I played with him at Western Sydney, he's he's a lot bigger than you realise. He's a really big, uh, really big boy. He's got he's got great feet. Um, he's actually quite deceptively quick. Um, but the biggest thing with Tommy is he's always been able to finish. He's always been able to score goals. So the question is, um, with Cassini, I, I think he's been doing an unbelievable job. I think he's been outstanding um, every game that he's played. The reason he's been outstanding is because he gives you that energy. Um, he presses relentlessly. Um, and then on the ball, he's been, uh, he's been very tidy as well. And he's been scoring goals. So the question is, do you... Um, you know, when you've got someone like Tommy in your team, um, you know, let's face it, he is one of their big, he's one of the big players that they've brought in. Um, he's there to score goals. So is he ready to, to come onto the pitch and, and score goals? If he is, uh, then there's no doubt he needs to be playing. Um, but if he's not, then for me, Cassini, um, Cassini has to play. I mean, he, you can see the energy that he brings to the team as well. Um, and he is... Uh, so far, from what I've seen, he's he's brought other players into the game, um, and he's been excellent. So, yeah, big question is, can Carl Beer, who's obviously with Tommy every day at training, can Carl see Tommy scoring goals? Um, and if he can, then he needs to play because uh, these big name players, these are the occasions that you are that you rely on them. Well, it really all falls on Tommy Urich because we don't know how long Cassini Yankee is going to be out. It's rumored he'll be out for the whole season. But uh, there's been no official word yet as to the extent of his injury that was sustained two or so weeks ago in the warm-up against the Melbourne victory uh, two weeks ago now. But uh, have you sort of taken any issue with how we've actually used Tommy Urich? Because if you think back to that 2014 Asian Champions League campaign you went on with the Wanderers, you know, I can't recall exactly the playing style, but I imagine it was relatively counter-attacking. Uh, so, you know, if that's been how we've tried to utilise him in this Adelaide United team, obviously with with the speed of Craig Goodwin and Ben Halloran on the break, why do you think, you know, we haven't really seen the best of him? He, he has scored a number of goals, Tommy Urich, but it's just felt like he's had a really disjointed season, a few injuries in there as well, and he's just not scoring consistently. And obviously a fair few of those goals have been penalties too. Yeah, I think um, in the A-League especially, I think you have to be... Uh, 100% fit and 100% um, at the top of your game physically uh, to even be able to compete. If you're not, then um, in the A-League, uh, in this this league, it's going to be very difficult. Now, Tommy came in, I know he's a professional, I know he does all the right things, but he came in um, at a time where you know he had to quarantine for the two weeks and um, possibly, I don't know, I, I haven't spoken to Tommy, but possibly that might have affected his preparation um, in, into the season. Uh, from there, he was playing catch-up. You know, I think he, he didn't play every game at the start. He was playing catch-up. He wanted to play. Um, again, possibly that's now caused uh, him to have a few little niggles and injuries that then put him back again. And when you're in that, especially as a striker, um, all you want to do is play and score. So when you're not on the pitch, um, it's not like being a defender where, you know, defender comes in, all they've got to do is not be noticed, um, you know, and they've, they've done all right. They've had a good game, but a striker needs to score goals. And if they're not scoring goals, especially if they're off the pitch, then they, they feel the pressure. Um, you know, couple that with then Cassini coming in and doing really well, I, I think that would have added to the pressure that Tommy probably, probably would have been feeling. Um, and I think you can see that in his performances. They haven't been the same um, 
they haven't been at the same level as uh, what we can expect from him um, when he's fit and firing and confident. Uh, you know, the Tommy that I have played with, um, you, you can't get close to him, can't get near him. Um, so I know he's got that in him. Uh, whether or not, you know, these little niggles and, and injuries have played a part in that, I, I'm not sure. I can't say for certain, uh, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. Craig Goodwin's a man that you know very well. Uh, now, I believe that it's actually a bit of a blessing and a curse how good he is and what he what he can bring to the team. You know, he is heavily relied upon, but it feels as though he's a bit of a scapegoat too. When we're not at our best, uh, a lot of social media comments are often directed at Craig Goodwin sort of not doing anything. And it's a case of where you can't just always rely on one player to pull tricks out of the bag like he has the ability to do and often has done for us. Um, so the question sort of becomes, are we too Craig Goodwin happy at Adelaide United? Sometimes it feels like when we're not at our best, we're just sort of trying to play him into space and being like, Craig, just do something. So, um, yeah, weigh in on that. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's a, it's a funny one because it's a bit of a two-edged sword where, um, you know, I look at someone like Ben Halloran, um, and I've said this to... Uh, a lot of people recently, I think he's one of the best signings Adelaide's ever made. I think he's a, f a tremendous player um, defensively, attacking-wise. I think he's excellent, but he, he never seems to get the credit um, when he ha actually does have a good game. Um, I think he goes under the radar, which is really uh, it's really unfortunate because I think he's, a, he's an outstanding player. Um, obviously, the, the good thing about that is when he doesn't have the best game, again, no one really says anything. So um, Craig's in a position where uh, when he has a good game, everyone sees it and realises. And then if he's a little bit quiet, everybody sees it and realises. Um, so I, I think that, yeah, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head. I think we can rely on individuals a little bit too much. Um, and it's important that the team doesn't do that. I don't know if the team does or not, but it's important that, um, you know, everyone else doesn't do that because... Obviously, that pressure on you know one player um, can obviously have a have a big impact. So, um, yeah, I think we should, I think we need to actually you know I think we need to actually see uh, the good in other players as well when they do well, um, and then obviously you know be critical on on everyone no matter what their name is or, or who they are. Yeah, really well said. Um, I'm going to ask you about Carl Robinson at Western Sydney. He was sort of given the keys to the city, came in, was able to bring in his own coaching staff. Uh, he made a number of big signings uh, to rebuild this Western Sydney team that was already in a number of rebuilds and it hasn't worked. Um, the last silverware they won, obviously, with you, uh, the Asian Champions League, back in that glorious season that you had there. Um They've tried a lot of different managers. None of them seem to have really worked since Josip Gombau, since Popovich left. Carl Robinson came in. Uh, it was made very clear that uh, the minimum expectation was to make finals. It it looks as though they'll fall short of it. If they beat us on Thursday night, there's a, there's a chance, but it's like that meme. Like, so you're saying there's a chance. There's not really a chance. Probably they won't make finals. So I want to ask you, uh, what do you make of the state of the Wanderers and his future? Is it hanging in the balance, particularly uh, given what the result may be Thursday night? I think uh, since Popper left, <laughs> I think the uh, the club's never recovered. Um, as uh, <laughs> as good as he was when he was there, and then as as bad as he was as well, um, from what you know, some people will will say. 
Um, what it did for that club was amazing, and, and uh, I don't think they've ever recovered since. Uh, you can see that with their crowds they get. You can see that with their performances. They don't have an identity anymore. Um, you know, you knew how Western Sydney were always going to play when he was there. Um, now it seems to be a yeah, quick fix. Uh, what are we going to try this week or, or this uh, you know next ten games? Carl Robinson um, speaks extremely well, um, and sometimes when I hear people speak so well, I think well. Have they just uh, taught their way into um, into uh, into their position? I don't know. I have no idea what Carl Robinson's like as a coach. Um, what I do know is that he has brought in a lot of players, um, a lot of players that he wanted to bring in. Um, and if you're going to do that, then you have to you have to get results. Um, I think when you come into a new club, uh, if you're uh, for me, I, I I find it hard to. I find it hard to um, accept coaches coming in and then just changing, you know, so many players. I think uh, I think that's an easy way out. And uh, if if you are to do that, then you have to get results. And yeah, clearly he he hasn't done that um, just yet. So it could yeah it could well be uh, one of his last games for the club. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I don't wish that upon anyone. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a ruthless game at times. It's a good squad on paper, Daniel. So what do you think's gone wrong for them this year? There's a lot of a lot of depth there. There's a lot of quality. Um, again, I don't know what it's like there now uh, in training and behind the scenes. But when you have um, you know five or six players on the bench that would start in any other team, um, you've got to be an extremely good manager to uh, to be able to to control that um, and to get the best out of every player. Um, so perhaps that's that's played a part. We've seen a lot of players leave as well. Um, throughout the season, um, and I think uh, I think there's a time for that. During the season, for me, is is not the time. I think that's where you want to have consistency, and the players need to know that the manager's there to back them no matter what, even if they have poor performances. Um, so it, it just seems as though there's just no consistency there. If you look at their team, they're always playing with a different starting eleven. Um, you know, the, the best teams in the world, they they try and stick to the same players every week and. Um, you know, they might change one or two here, but uh, here or there. But um, yeah, it just seems that there's a lot of inconsistency. Yeah, I'm, I'm very inclined to agree with you on that. Um, I want to ask you about Adelaide United's pass mark this year. Obviously, it feels disappointing considering what could have been, but we're still in a position that I think most fans who are connected and, and up to date with everything would have bitten anyone's hand off to be in before round one started. So weighing those two things up, you know, what is your pass mark? It's obviously Carl Veert's first season and really his first season as a manager at the senior level as well. So bearing all those things in mind, uh, you know, it does look like we'll probably make finals. So, uh, you know, what what is your your pass mark as a former player? Look, I think they've been good. I think um, two games ago, you know, when they're fighting for second spot, I think um, if they had results there, it would be a different, um, a different feeling amongst the uh, amongst the supporters. Um, obviously, they haven't got those results now. It's coming down to the last game, uh, where it's it, it's a bit nervous. But at the same time, um, in finals, uh, especially now with a lot of the Socceroos um, uh, not being there for other clubs, I think if Adelaide were to make finals, there's um, there's no reason why they can't uh, they they still can't go all the way. If you look at their squad. Um, they've got an extremely young squad. They've got, you know, a lot of young boys 
like you said, it's Carl's first year coaching. Um, he's also brought in Ross Aloisi and, and Ayrton Andrioli as well. Um, and it, it's, it's a new look, it's a new feel. I think that at important times of the season, um, Adelaide have lost really important players. Uh, so, you know, Jakobsen um, uh, was out for a number of games where, where they needed that, that leadership, um, you know, someone to sort of steady, steady the ship um, as such. And if you take that away, I think that the team, they work really hard for each other. They've got, a, they've got an excellent structure. They know, the, they know what they have to do, their roles and responsibilities. Um, so I don't, think it's been a, I don't think it's been a bad season at all. Obviously, um, you know, the most important thing is where do they finish? You know, where do they finish on the table? Uh, so that is, for me, you know, that's where they will get judged. Um, but, yeah, if you look at the performances, uh, okay, there's been a few where probably should have been better. Um, but overall, I think that it's been a pretty, pretty, pretty good season um, from a team that, if you look at this, the squad, you look at the players compared to other squads, um, you know, and, and possibly the money spent. I think you'd say that they've done quite well. Let's talk about the fact that you know we are to blame for being in the situation that we're in. So the pressure's you know rightfully all on us going into this game. Very little pressure on Wanderers, and their record here is not that bad either. Western Sydney. Uh, how much is that going to play into their hands? Because I feel like when everyone's expected us to pull out a result this season, it kind of hasn't happened for the most part. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think that uh, Mitchell Duke being away uh, with the Socceroos is a, a huge, that's a significant loss for them. I think when he plays, they're a different team. Um, and he playing against him before as well, he is someone that is extremely hard to mark. He, um, he's very strong, he's quick, he scores goals. Uh, so just that one player not being um, in the squad, I think gives Adelaide a, a huge advantage. Um, obviously, he's the, one of their leaders as well. Um, but yeah, you're right. It seems to be when Adelaide aren't um, expected to, to do well, they, they pull through and they have some, you know, some really good performances. Um, I think they've got enough experience. If, if you look at the squad this, this week, there's enough experience there to, uh, to know how to win a game. They've got the young boys there still that you know, have done well all season, but I think the experience will, will, will pull through tomorrow night. Uh, let's discuss uh, Robbie Cornthwaite, a former teammate of yours at Adelaide United, who's obviously become a journalist now. He reported a few days ago that uh, it's very likely Jordan Elsey will be departing the club. Now, assuming he does go, who, in your opinion, should we look at bringing in that's already in the A-League? And would going for someone like Ruan Tonyik, who has had an unbelievable season uh, with the Central Coast Mariners and will probably be in the team of the year. To bring him back, is is that a good move in your opinion? Um, <clears throat> firstly, I think he's yeah he's been exceptional all season. Uh, uh, he's an Adelaide boy as well, um, from my understanding. Yep. Uh, which is which is even yeah which is even better. So uh, for me, that would be a perfect fit. Um, the thing is, is I'm not too sure. Is, is Jakobsen, um is he signed for? For next only, season? only for this season. Only for this season. So, I mean, if if they are both going to leave, then uh, you need to you need to obviously balance that with you know one experienced uh, defender, maybe a bit of an older head um, with someone who's a bit younger. So Tonyik is still young, and I think he'd be uh, he'd be a perfect perfect replacement for for Elsie if he was to leave. But then obviously you'd need to bring in someone 
um, you know, with that experience to to help him as well and to guide him. And um, it's it's I've been through it before as well. When you're not expected to to uh, to do anything in a season uh, like Tonic this this season, no one expected him to be you know in the team of the year or um, to be one of the best defenders in the league. It's uh, it's a lot easier um, to do that than if he was to come and, and everyone now knows what he's capable of. Uh, I, I think that would be a lot a lot more difficult for him. Um, that's where he would need someone with the experience next to him to say, "Hey, I've got you. Don't worry about it. It's um, you just." You just worry about doing the simple things, and and I'll I'll make sure you're all right. So, um, yeah, bring him in, hundred percent. Great, great signing he would be. But yeah, make sure that you get someone next to him that's got that experience. Now, don't roll your eyes at me, but if it is the case that we're to bring in a squad player, you can play anywhere across the back four. You've had an <laughs> unbelievable few seasons in the NPL. Yes, you've been out of the professional game for a bit of time now, but. Uh, and I know you're in a, a new career now as well. Uh, it's worth noting, but uh, you, your performances have been outstanding at MPL level, and you've been a part of a, a serial winning outfit in Campbelltown. So, uh, if the club came to you, uh, you know, I, I know I've floated this with you in the past, but uh, surely you're only 31, Daniel. It's not too late. Nah, <laughs> I think it was. I think it was last year when. I did get a call from Adelaide as well, asking the, the same question if I'd come back and um, finish off the season with them. Uh, and I said at the time, I, I'm transitioning now into teaching and, you know, I wanted to get that done and it would just put my life on hold for for too long. Um, and I'm in the position now where, uh, yeah, I, I am teaching at, at St. Peter's. I'm I'm still learning there. So I'm, all my attention and focus is, is on that and uh, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. And if I was to go back now, it would be for me, uh, a step back in my in my life, um, not not for football, but in my life. So uh, I will roll my eyes because uh, I'm sure they've got a lot uh, <laughs> a lot better options out there. <laughs> I had to float the question. I, I still thought it was worth asking. Uh, now let's uh, get your predictions, Daniel. Who wins this game? Yeah, for me, Adelaide. I think they've got too much experience. Um, that are all fit and available now uh, for this game. They haven't had it too often this season. Um, so for me, Adelaide uh, would just do what it takes. I don't think it's going to be a pretty game. Um, if it is, then if it is, then I think that would be disappointing, to be honest. Uh, I don't want it to be a pretty game. I think it needs to be a game where both teams are just desperate to, to win, win at It'll all costs. It'll be a dogfight. Um, yeah, and, and that's, that's expected. It should be a dogfight. Um, it should be players putting their body on their line and doing whatever it takes to win. And I think Adelaide should have the experience to do that. So for me, Adelaide. Great stuff. I I'm from Adelaide. Beautiful stuff, Daniel. Always so eloquently spoken. Um, now, let's just talk about the MPL quickly. Camps uh, defending your title once again. Seems like no one's able to really take it off you guys and you're back in the winning fold now. After all, it was a little bit of a slow start under another former player in Ian Fife, who's now the full-time manager there at Campbelltown. So tell us, uh, you had a big win in the grand final rematch on Friday night just gone, a 1-0 win. Uh, what has sparked the reverse in form in recent times? Is it is it going back to that confidence issue that uh, you addressed earlier on, uh, talking about Adelaide United, or has it been uh, just just some tactical masterclasses that Ian Fife has pulled out? <laughs> um, to be honest, uh, it's been definitely not the first thing because um, it hasn't been the confidence because... 
we went 2-0 down against Metro two weeks ago. Um, so we were two points from four games. Uh, and we played Metro. We went 2-0 down in the first 15 minutes. Um, we were actually <clears throat> we were on top in that game as well. Um, you know, we had possession of the ball for most of the parts and creating most of the chances. And then we conceded a, a goal out of nowhere. Um, that's all right. Conceded another one a couple of minutes later out of nowhere. Um, so <clears throat> it definitely wasn't a confidence thing coming back in. We ended up winning that game um, 4-2. I think it was 4-2. Um, and then from there, obviously, we had the, the win against Comets um, on, on the weekend, 1-0. So, no, nah, it's, uh, it's been getting back to uh, doing the small things, doing the basics well, um, you know, chasing back. Uh, pretty much what I just said about Adelaide and Western Sydney. We've played two games where we just said, that's, you know, it's going to be a dogfight. Um, we need to win at all costs. And if it's ugly, then no problem. Um, we just need to get results. And that's one thing about our squad. We, we do know how to win. Uh, we've done it now for, you know, the last five, six years um, as a club. So the boys do know how to win. And um, we've pulled through the last two games. With that said, we've got uh, Cumberland next week and Cumberland uh, top of the league and they're playing some really good football. So, it's going to be another test. Um, we're at home, which is uh, always better for us. We do tend to play better at home um, on our bigger pitch where we do like to keep possession and play football. Um, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's going to be most likely <laughs> another dogfight. <laughs> Cumberland, top of the league. You guys back in form. It's going to be a great game for neutrals. Get out to it if you're interested in watching good local football. 3 p.m. kickoff hosted by Campbelltown this Saturday. Get out to it, guys. Daniel Mullen, you are so well-spoken. I sincerely hope you get tapped up by some uh, Paramount executives slash Channel 10 execs if, uh, if any happen to be watching this and uh, they need some additional sideline resources for the A-League coverage next season in Adelaide. But uh, it's always a pleasure speaking to you, Daniel Mullen, past player of Adelaide United, Asian Champions League winner with Western Sydney, and let's not forget the new face of Soccer Locker, um, great to be with you again, Daniel. All the best, mate, with everything uh, going forward with Campbelltown, your new career, and uh, you'll be a married man soon too. So uh, all the best yeah. with everything, mate. Yeah. Uh, you too, Klein Ellis. Thank you very much. Pleasure as always. Thank you for having me on. Great stuff. Thanks for watching, guys.